Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. The following is a fourth-hand production. I've got these nuts. i got these nuts. <laughs> Damn! What? No! You suck! back to another fantastic fun-filled adventure episode of what to suck i am chris and i'm james what's up bitches oh damn coming strong out the <laughs> gate yeah so uh man it's uh christmas is is uh done it's over yeah uh do you have a good christmas fantastic see a lot of the uh family this, this always year? Yep. Oh, that's awesome man uh what about your new year did you have a good new year uh, it was fantastic did, yeah Fantastic! Didn't didn't do any. I didn't do much drinking because I don't do that. But uh, I did have a little fun. Shot off some fireworks. Nice. Had some, nice. Had some fun. You looking forward to twenty twenty, James? Yes, I am. Are you? I like even numbered years. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> I just do. I just like even numbered years. All the the you know the odd numbered years in my life have always seemed to be the tougher ones for some reason. Yes, I was born in an odd numbered year. Okay. On an odd numbered day. Okay. And I hate odd numbers. All right. So I don't know why. Very it's weird. just it's just some weird thing with me, you know, like when I'm listening to the stereo in the in the fucking truck, yeah. It's always on an even number. I when I'm cranking the knob, if it's got forty five settings, it never goes higher than forty four. You're so fucking weird. <laughs> so weird. Well, uh, the good thing about this uh, this new year is that uh, you know I think we have like uh, Halloween is on on the weekend, yes, Christmas is on the weekend. Hey, and Cinco de Mayo is on Taco Fucking Tuesday, bro. right? I'm and that's all thanks to Leap Year. Leap Year. So we get an extra day because of that. All of our favorite holidays are on the appropriate days. That's right. I am so looking forward to Halloween on a weekend. Shit, yeah. Can actually go out and enjoy some sort of Halloween party or something. That's right. Um, Christmas on a weekend ain't got a. This last year with Christmas being on a Wednesday, having to go back to work Thursday is some bullshit, man. That is <laughs> yeah, fuck bullshit. All that. Fuck that shit, fuck dude. Fuck all that. People are like, why don't you take a holiday that day? I'm like, because I didn't get a chance to. I forgot no. to pull to pull into PTO, so I had to work. Yeah, I get four weeks a year, and I burn them all before the holidays. Right? Yeah. Yeah, same you know, here. So. I don't, I don't want to burn up my vacation during the holidays because all my family's here anyway. Anyway, so. yeah. So I, I got fucked on that. So. Yep. so today's episode is a 1980s piece of shit. Um, are there any others, brother? There, no, there's. There, yeah, that's, is, is it any other way? No, no, no other way for this for this podcast. Uh, so it's it's a uh, 1988 low budget 
independent comedy horror. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I love it when they, when they actually put that shit. Yeah. You know, it always cracks me up. Low budget. I'm, I don't know if we need to add that qualifier to any of our movies because none of our shit's going to be high budget. I don't I think. Take that I, back. What's the highest budget of any movie we've done so far? It's either got to be like Bye Bye Man or uh, Exorcist 2. Yeah. Because those are both big movies in theaters, so they gave them a decent-sized budget. Unfortunately. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to look that up later or some but what shit. the hell they do with the money? Uh, That's right. Hookers and booze. Hooker That's right. And blow. We, we, <laughs> and blow. Yeah, we discussed that before. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, the movie is a 1988 uh, low-budget horror comedy called Hobgoblins, or as I call it, The Poor Man's Gremlins. That's right. Yes, it, uh, it's a, it is, it's not so much a, I can't even fucking say it, it's not so much a, a ripoff of Gremlins, but it feels like it because the creatures look like dollar store versions. It's the GoBots of Gremlins. Booyah! That's what I was going to say. You were going to hit it. You nailed it. That's all I had. I mean, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Okay. He got it. That's right. So, uh, Hobgoblins was directed by Rick Sloan. Produced by Rick Sloan, written by Rick Sloan, the triple threat. The triple threat. Buddy. We know that's that. We know that's a shit show from the beginning. <laughs> so Rick Sloan actually did most of the motherfucking work on here. He not only did he, did he direct it and produce it and write it, but he also did the cinematography. Oh, good. God. And he edited the motherfucker. So control every, freak much? Yes. And every bad scene you see in the movie is 100% his fault because not Absolutely. only did he write it and direct it, but he also edited it, which means he cut it into a what he thought was a competent movie. And he's the one who put the filters on the cameras. Exactly. The angles, the, you know, yeah, he did the everything. lighting. It's I'm surprised so... he didn't star in the motherfucker. <laughs> it's such an ego project I can't, for sure. He, he's too busy playing God I with the other that. shit to, to actually star. So. so it's starring Tom Bartlett. Paige Sullivan, Stephen Boggs, Kelly Palmer, Billy Frank, and Darren Norris. Uh, it's distributed by American Cinema Marketing. Release date was July 14th, 1988. It's a smooth, cool running time of 92 minutes. Cool. And a low, 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 low budget of $15,000. $15,000. $15,000, my friend. Holy shit. You can't even buy a Kia for that. <laughs> Definitely not back then. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. 15 grand? 15 grand, dude. No That's... wonder I never heard of any of the motherfuckers in this movie. Yeah. Because you ran that whole list of names, not one rang a bell. I don't think any of them actually even got paid, to be honest Ugh. with you. They must have did it all for free or just for credit on their uh, IMDb account or some shit. Which is, a is, is this a college like project, maybe? It, it looks like a college project. Because it does. Because it's like, hey, you. you guys want to get famous? Yeah. I got this movie, Hobgoblins. All right. So the synopsis goes as such. Kevin just got hired to be an assistant night watchman at an old film vault. Warned to stay out of one mysterious chamber, the rookie guard can't help but satisfy his curiosity and unwittingly unleashes a group of hobgoblins. Stupid motherfucker. Furry when, alien. Go ahead. I mean, Jesus. That's a hint and a half for your ass. Stay the fuck out of this room. Don't go in there. Furry oh. aliens who grant people wishes only to kill them in the process. As the body count starts to rise, Kevin, with the help of his friends, the fucking Scooby-Doo gang, decide to track down <laughs> deadly creatures before they wreak havoc on the city. Oh, jeez. Director Rick Sloan's cult classic and mysterious science theater 3000 fan favorite is a sleazy, low-rent tribute to creature features and drive-in fare. You tell me MST 3000 tore this one up? Oh, my God. It was one of the better episodes, yeah. 
No shit. Yeah, it's one of their better episodes. I don't know if I saw that one or not. Oh, you're going to wish you hadn't. I'm sure that's true. All right, okay. Um, Yeah, all right. Well, that okay, so now that we have the synopsis out the way, let's get to the rating system so um, so you'll know when we rate this piece of shit what it means. That's right. And if you've listened before, you you pretty much already know. But you know what? For the new listeners, we're going to read it anyway. And uh, tell us how we do our rating system, James. Well, we use an inverted shit scale using turd emojis, and the more turds it gets, the worse it is, That's which correct. is completely opposite of what the norm would be. So if a movie garners a one turd from us, that's a must-watch yes. for you guys. If yes. it's a five turd, it's a, go kill yourself. It's a dare, I dare you to watch. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, that, you know, but, but like I said, we do need to reemphasize that every once in a while. Right. We definitely want people to watch and slam on these movies and get enjoyment out of them that way because you're not going to enjoy them if you're going to sit down and think you're going to witness a fine motion picture. These are... No, these are nowhere near... These, <laughs> these are, are horse apples. These are the very bottom of the $1 bin at your local video store. If that. If that, yeah. yeah. And we want you to watch them, <laughs> but it, how you watch them and who you watch them with um, that's what the rating system is for. It, it, so, it, it, as we'll we'll get into shortly, um, you won't always watch them alone, yeah. and you won't always watch them sober. No, see, that's that. That's just it. None of these movies that I think we reviewed yet you would want to watch alone. Right. You know, you wouldn't. These are designed to be watched in a group, designed to be riffed on and torn up, designed to play drinking games. Yeah. So, there you go. So let's get into it. One out of five shit emojis is uh, something you're going to keep in your queue. Something that's a you'll watch over and over. It's a one of your newer classics. I use classics in quotation marks <laughs> or air quotes, I should say. Uh, but you will definitely get endless enjoyment out of these. The two out of five shit emojis are ones that you'll watch with friends, but only the kind of friends who like really shitty movies, like my friend James here. Oh, yeah, that's right, bro. They are not for everyone, and they're best with the group who like to riff or play a drinking game while watching it. Which we've done. Yes. Three out of five shit emojis. Um, these you'll at least want to share with your friends. Um, actually, no, hang on. Yeah, sh- these you'll only share with your friends. Uh, you'll watch it with them only if you have nothing better to do, but you need to prepare to drink heavily while watching it. Yes. Four out of five, you'll watch it with friends once, and trust me, that'll be enough. Uh, these are the ones that are so strange you may not want to watch, see them more than once. These are the ones that are so strange you may not want to see them more than once, but you at least want to share your m- misery with friends. Yep. And hope that you retain those friends. Yes. And the five out of five, the worst of the worst, the fica de la matter, uh, are the ones you will only bring out on special occasions such as mother-in-law in town, forced double date. <laughs> um, and when you're done, you want to remove it from your memory with some sort of strong mind-altering substance, booze, LSD, angel dust, or blunt force trauma. That's right. Baseball bats to the head. Go, go kiss a train. Go kiss a train head first into the garage door or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. All right. Well, with that out of the way, James, what do you say we get into the uh, review? Let's rock, brother. All right. Let's do it, man. For 30 years, a sinister secret lay hidden behind these walls. I don't want to have to remind you a second time. Just stay clear of this area. But there is something mysterious about this place that draws him closer to the truth. Going down that hall. 
Going in for a closer look. Stop whatever you're doing! Don't go near the vault! And tonight, that secret is going to come out. The Hobgoblins are back. We're too late! And they're looking to party. No one is safe from these cagey critters. These creatures have a power. They can tap into your brain, sense the things that you really want to do. What's wrong with that? They also try to kill you. But first, they will grant your heart's desire. Do you kiss on the first date? I go all the way on the first date. My kind of woman. Then they will uncover your most secret fantasies. Amy would never come to a place like this. And when your wildest dream is about to come true... Get off the stage! These gruesome gremlins turn it into a nightmare. What's going on here? Just a problem involving some small predators, sir! We need to stage a diversion. And I have just what you need. Because getting everything you want can be hazardous to your health. War isn't pretty. Hobgoblins, they'll make you party. In a rally crowd tonight. Till you drop. So, James, what do you think of that movie? Well, I got a kick out of this motherfucker. You got a I'm going to tell you what, this of... this is a drinking game movie for sure. For sure. I don't know what kind of drinking game, but I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> you can come up with something. But uh, I'm going to tell you what, this uh, it was a pleasant surprise, actually. I hate to fucking say that. <laughs> But this movie, it, I mean, it was intentionally stupid. Right. Granted. Yes. But goddamn, it was funny. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, you got to be kidding me. Especially in fucking Hobgoblins. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> um... <coughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So it like, definitely wasn't what you expected then, huh? No. No, that was it was actually a pleasant <clears throat> surprise. I thought it was gonna be stupid as fuck. I, I mean it was. But when you said Mystery Science Theater did a shot on this, it had to be deliciously corny. I mean it had to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that it was. Yep. So uh okay, so the film opens um at a warehouse where a security guard named Dennis is uh Working at an he's working as a security guard at an old movie studio. Um, old man comes up to him who is the has been the guard for like decades. Yeah, some old snot nose, this little snot nose punk, and this old Mister Whipple looking motherfucker. Yeah, it couldn't be a bigger odd couple. Nope. Uh, and um, anyway, so so they ended up. No, they end up they end up doing rounds. They go to do rounds. Yeah, he's gonna train him. So and train him. Come on. So as they get inside one of the warehouses, um, he gets a call from the boss, and she has to go see the boss. The old man does. And so the young guy is walking down. He comes upon this room where the, the vault is wide open. And he walks in, and all of a sudden he goes from being inside the vault to being in on a, on a rock stage. Now, he opens the vault, I think, after the old buzzard told him not to. Oh, that's right. He said the open. Because okay, that's what all fucking yeah. teenage punks do. 
when you tell them not to do something, they do the opposite. They do it anyway. Yeah. So he opened the vault, and when he's when he opens it, he sees a stage <laughs> with lights and a microphone on it. Yeah, and something's beginning to tell him. You know, we started to put two and two together pretty quick. Yeah, I, I don't think this movie moved. Off this one lot. I think the entire movie was filmed at different angles in different rooms of this yeah. building. Yeah. Because you know, we, so matter of fact, like we, we, we noticed that the, uh, the stage he was on ended up being the exact same stage toward the end, towards the, the end of a, at a club called Club Scum. I mean, it's the same, <laughs> same microphone, same lights, same, same band setup. Yep. Uh, so he either, we assume because so he he's obviously fa- he's fantasizing. Yep. And he's fantasizing about being on stage and being a really rock star. And at this point in the movie, most people wouldn't know why he's fantasizing, but that is later explained. Right, right. But we so we we decided that he either he either um, has been to Club Scum. <laughs> because he knows exactly what the stage looks like, which is which is what it looks like in, yep. in the movie. Or we deduced that the entire movie was shot on one lot. <laughs> they just used the same the same stage for that shot as the one they used later on for Club Scum. Well, anyway, so he he's on stage. He's doing his stupid dance. He's doing his his really bad David Bowie Freddie Mercury impression. <laughs> and then he falls off. He like it doesn't no, show him. He the, stage dives. He stage dives. He just he fucking does a stage he dive. Stage dive and. What the hell? And you know it's fucking stupid. He just stays dies, and then he's laying on the ground, head bleeding, and he apparently dies. He dies. Well, he, he he's he's still breathing, as you pointed out. He he has he has blood coming down his uh his head, down his shirt. You see him you see him breathing. He's pretty yeah. mortally wounded. But the the old man comes back from from meeting with the boss, and he goes in there, and he sees the door is open. He sees that the guy's on the ground, <laughs> covered in blood, and he and doesn't it, help him. Instead of helping him, he locks the fucker in. He closes the, the fucking door. He says, "Instead of letting these little fuckers out, let's keep this dead guy." And in then there. he tells his boss that the guy quit. Yeah. So this whole so so we we've got a real Scooby Doo thing going on here because we got an old man. That's a real good point because it's exactly that way. You've got a group of these fucking douches. Running around, just trying to deal with these little guys. You've got a haunted studio. Yep. You've got a, old, a crudgety old man who runs it. Mr. Carswell. You've got people dying inside of it, and it's getting yep. covered up. And then you've got the group of friends <laughs> who ride around in a fucking van. So this is this is a, a, a low-budget Scooby-Doo. It is. And the movie, the entire movie is laced gloriously with what I call cat-on-the-organ music. It's like a cat walking across organ keys. And yeah. Ding, ding. But it's also not really that bad. The The music so far, it's 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 typical 80s. And there's are actually some of it that actually sounds like they swipe clips from like Halloween and yeah. shit. And, the, and, the suspense kind of music. The and we we, we noticed shit. a lot of it seems stock, too. Because there's, yeah. there's a lot of musical cues that seem like... Just something you would you would find anywhere that that's on any movie that's low budget. Any low but yeah, yeah, exactly like free shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, unlicensed, non. You I know, mean, they kind of had to. They only had fifteen grand in the budget to use. Fifteen thousand. And one thousand of that went to the uh, no, ten thousand of that went to the uh, the puppets for the hobgoblins. <laughs> 
so then a- after that, uh, and, and again, the, the the old man guard tells the boss that the guy just quit. Not, yeah. not that he left him in there to be murdered, but that he quit. <laughs> murdered or dead, he that said. He, well, he, he, he just took off. Yeah, that not, yeah, he just left the fucker in there to quit. I meant to die. And uh, so then they hire a new guy by the name of Kevin, who I guess is the quote-unquote star of the movie, uh, who takes the job so he can press his, his bitch of a girlfriend, Amy, who mm. is never satisfied with any fucking thing mm. at all. Where we heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he takes a job, and he's there his first night, and uh, is it the first night? No, the second night. So he's there. So it, it, there's a scene where the guard is telling him, you know, about the job. It's it's whatever. It's, and he's grabbing a notepad, and he's all gung-ho and shit. Yeah, he's you know? he's going to take this job seriously, and he needs this job to impress his girlfriend. Then he whips that. No, forget it. He also whips out that piece and shows him oh, the gun yeah, and shit. And he's like, well, I'm going to teach you how to use this one of these days. I've been here 30 years. Never fired a shot, but... Never and and, and and it was like a twenty two, but it looked like a fucking like water pistol. It was like the, the it was the yeah. fakest smallest gun I've ever seen in my life. Fifteen thousand. Yeah, fifteen thousand. Yeah, probably yeah. got it out of some little kid's yard or something. There's a prop for you. <laughs> no shit. Uh, so then after that scene, we cut to the next day when he comes home from his shift to find his girlfriend is at home with yeah, two of their friends, bitchy Amy and two of the other friends. Yeah. yeah. Bitchy Amy, and then their two friends, uh, Kyle, who's a little pervert. <laughs> That's all there is to it. And then, what's the other hoe's name? What's the hoe name? Uh, I, I call her Jesse Spano, because she looks like Jesse Spano from <laughs> Say by the Bell. Yep. Um, anyway, so they're, they're there, and but while they're there, Jesse's boyfriend comes back from the Army. And this he guy. pulls up in his Scooby-Doo van. And I'm going to tell you what, as an Army vet, I try not to take that part personally, but man, I'm going to tell you what, that's fucking... That's, they mm. did the bare minimum of research on what soldiers wear but, uh, this with guy, regards to uniform. Yeah, and it was, you know, obviously in movies, it's fake. I yeah. know this is a horror comedy. Yeah. So, yeah, but... I still look sideways at it. I was like, man. Yeah. Because, you know, they're making my branch look stupid. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of. But then again, he looked past that because you know it's intentionally corny. It's supposed to be stupid. Yeah. But this guy's over the top moronic. I mean, I mean, just just run down a quick list of the things you found wrong with his uniform and with him when, when, he, when he showed up. Well, first of all, he's wearing a tan shirt. Okay. We don't do tan shirts in the army. All right. The all green right. pants. I don't even know if the pants were green. They looked like a dark. You know, they looked like more, a brown or a gray or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, see, like the tan shirts, those are the Marines. Mm-hmm. You know, they wear the tan shirts. I think the Navy does too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, and he has no rank insignia. Nope. His dog tags on the outside of his shirt. Uh huh. He looks like a rag bag. His shit's all fucked up. Is he's got no A line. He's, he's a dumbass. Plus. He has some kind of Danny Zuko fucking haircut. I was just going to say the haircut, you know, yeah. He's got this big old fucking... <laughs> he looks like a fucking it, Guido. Pompadour. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm sitting there going, and he supposedly just got out of training. Right. When Two months I, of training. Yeah, when I got out of training, my hair was so damn sure it was like a baby's ass. I, I, mean, I, I had no hair. No hair. Just gone. shaved. See ya. Yeah. You were not allowed to have any hair. This guy's over here looking like Tony Denz's retarded brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no shit. 
So then he gets there, and so he starts, you know, showing off his masculinity, talking about all the shit he did in training, and and and, and then then the little hoe, whatever you call her, Jesse Spano. Spano they he, go jump in the fucking van, and they start the van. Oh yeah, and then the <laughs> van starts creaking. And it's making it's like it's rocking, and it's going doing, doing, doing. I mean, doing. dubbed over sound effects. Yeah, but. that is the actual sound effect in the movie, folks. It's doing, doing, doing. Yep. Now, this, like I said, you're going to want to see this one. This is pretty damn funny. Yeah, it, it's hilarious. And, and so so while they're, while he's telling all about that, Jesse Spano's getting all hot and bothered. And then Amy, <laughs> the bitch that she is, is like is putting down Kevin because Kevin's like, well, I got a gun in my work too. And and, and, and uh, what's his face? Tony Zuko's like, whoa, it's not <laughs> <Tony> my gun. Zuko. <laughs> There you go, mix it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm mixing everything up. <laughs> uh, anyway. Vinny Lasagna over here. What you gonna do, eh? But while that's happening, and more Italian. <laughs> here we go with more Italian. Shit. Hey, I'm I'm in the army. Hey, <laughs> got a gun. I shoot it off. Oh lord! Now make it the lasagna. Yes. Yeah, um. But while that's happening, Kyle, the pervert. <laughs> Asks if he could use his phone, and he goes to call a one eight hundred sex line in his nine seven six gag or some gag. Yeah, nine seven six gag. I was like, from oh. his friend's house. And while he's in there whacking his shit to a phone call, <laughs> I think yeah, Tony Baloney goes out in the front yard with a fucking rake and Tony gets he gets out of gets Kyle out there and challenges him to a. To a, to a damn, you know, some he, he says he's gonna, hand-to-hand he's gonna combat. Teach him how to, yeah, how yeah. to fight hand-to-hand combat. But yeah. but they don't fight hand-to-hand. What do they do? They pick up a rake and a hoe. Pick, <laughs> not, not Jesse, a different hoe. That's right. They pick up a hoe, and then they start clacking the sticks together <laughs> and start fighting, and then it's it's horrible. It's goofy. And that's all they do. He they knocks do. him down like three times, and he, then he jumps on him. You give, like some old schoolyard bullshit you know yeah sitting there you give up and he's like yeah damn it you know so he gets off of him and then this woman amy the bitch yeah just flat out tells him to his face yeah you just got you're no pathetic dick. yeah you're pathetic you got no balls yeah. whatsoever you are a piece of shit yeah i so, told him basically he was no man he was this that and the other so now this little dickhead's got a complex right you know <laughs> so, he already had a complex before that's true now it's worse and then, of course, after that fight and, and the, the soldier and Tony Baloney wins, the, the <laughs> Jesse Spano's like getting all hot and horny. So they go back in the van and then once again, it's, it's boing, 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 boing. That's right. So then we cut to that night, that very night when Kevin is telling the old man all about his problems at home, whatever. He's back on the job. Back on the job. Then, Second day on the job, he's telling this old fart he barely knows his life story. His, yeah, all his problems with his hoe of, of, a, of a woman. Yep. That's right. She's not a hoe. She's a bitch. Uh, but then they're interrupted when they see on the one TV they have, which is, okay, let, let, let's set the scene, folks. So the two security guards are standing outside of the security station, you know, the little booth that they have. Okay. Yep. Normally when they have a booth, it's because they're inside and they're watching TV screens of cameras either pointed at the booth or at the entranceway or at the doors or whatever. Okay. This one was pointed at a fucking wall. Well, not even that. The, the, the fucking TV, first of all, they, they usually have multiple screens for multiple cameras. Absolutely. They have one TV <laughs> for one camera, which is not even inside the fucking thing. It's outside like they're watching football in the backyard. That's it. It's, it's outside a, of their booth. It's watching an electric socket it's a, on an outside it's not, wall. It's not I even guess. watching a door. It's watching an electric socket. What? No. Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. A very Brady podcast. 
Join host Tack Van Sickle and his guest each week as they hilariously dissect the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, one episode at a time. He was so creepy, though. I think I was like, I he's like, I guarantee you, if they could have really done the show the way they want to do it, like he was going to have a cup to the door listening in that night. <laughs> a look back at a simpler time where everything was groovy. So her kids almost wrecked their marriage. Her employee shames her and she like thanks both of them. It's awesome. So grab your potato sack and head out to the backyard for some fun. She's in her own room. Like, what did we like, tell what? her about sleeping? <laughs> like they went and got the entire family for dad to pick her up and put her in her bed two feet away from the desk. And obviously before they did that, they also said, family, go get your bathrobes. Everyone needs to be in a bathroom. A Very Brady Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are available. They have some compromising pictures of Alice that they could have used uh, to blackmail her and keep her there. Um, I've seen those pictures, and Alice is hotter than you think. I'm going to just put that out there and say it. Uh, <laughs> that blue dress doesn't do justice? Uh, no, it does. For, for me, that blue dress does everything. Far out. Poor You're man, a bad man, Tack. You're a bad human. There's a lot of weird in this show. What? No. But they just happened to see another Tony Baloney sneaking around the lot <laughs> in his leather jacket yeah, and his Yeah, was it Kanicki coming up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so they take off after him. They grab the gun, they take off after him. And they get to him and he gets the old man and, and he holds him hostage. Actually what happens is the old bastard tells him to stay at his post in the front. He's okay. going to go check it out. So he goes to check it out, and then the greaser jumps his ass. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Puts a knife to his throat, and then uh, Kyle the wuss goes over there with the gun with the and gun. fires a warning shot, and the guy just runs the fuck out. And it, it scares the guy away. And so he goes chasing after the guy, who the guy ends up heading towards the vault. Of course. And while Kevin is in there looking for... I uh, No, he, he, actually, he runs thinking he's Kevin? going... It's I Kevin? It's Kevin. I keep calling him Kyle. Kyle is the pervert. Kyle's the perv. Kyle's the pervert. I stand correct. Yeah. So Kevin thinks he, he went to, towards the vault. So he heads that way and he sees the vault there and he goes to open it and he opens it up and the hobgoblins escape. You hear the noise, but you're like, what in the fuck was that? Yeah. You hear the screaming. You don't see anything. You don't see nothing. So at this point, we are 29 minutes into, 28 minutes into the movie. And okay. have not seen. Hide nor hair. Of one single motherfucking hobgoblin. No. But after they escape at around the 29-minute mark, we are then given (laughs) full-on view of all four of the puppets they have for this hobgoblin creature. I'm going to tell you what, and this is some funny-ass shit. They're, they jacked the golf cart and they're chasing <laughs> they these motherfuckers. The, yeah, the golf cart the old man uses to get around the lot. And, and it, it's obviously fake. It's horrible. Yeah. I think this was an intentional Gremlins ripoff. I think they probably even got permission to do it. But, I mean, I'll tell you what. It's hilarious. They're chasing them in this fucking golf cart. And then these things don't move. They don't blink. No. Their mouths don't move. Their nope. arms don't move. The the the, the so, goblin that's the, the hobgoblin that's driving the, the golf cart, his hands are obviously like put into place there with like <laughs> wire or something because he's he's holding the damn he's holding it at the uh at the seven and four part of the yeah. steering wheel and he's and, and the arms go back and forth but it's obviously yep. just just a guy underneath with a wire going you know moving up and down <laughs> and so but you see all four goblins sitting two in the front two in the back there they are in in full glory in full glory they're all just <laughs> and they are awesomely 
they're awesomely bad. It is. It's awesome. So then the 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 old man and Kevin catch up to the golf cart, only to find it empty. They've escaped. They're gone. Of course, they're gone. And that's when the old man goes into his exposition dump, in which he talks about how fifty years ago he was working the lot. Yep. And the creatures, a a UFO came down, landed right near him on the lot, and the creatures popped out. It looked like a spaghetti strainer. If you've ever used one of those old school uh, metal strainers, the metal strainers yes. with the, the com- it's a cone shape. Yes. That's basically what it looked like. Yeah. And so then he, he captured them and kept them on the lot because they were too much trouble. Because this is when he explains that they have the ability to get inside your head and make you see whatever your greatest fantasy is. And that would explain the first scene. Right. Which we didn't understand at first. We're right. Like, what the hell are they talking about? But yes. And but by doing so, they also do that so that they can kill you. Why they kill you, he didn't explain. They just want to kill you. They're... they're they're gremlins. They just want to cause harm. They want to but they're hurt. not gremlins. They're hobgoblins. They're hobgoblins. But they're not hobgoblins. They're technically fucking aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but you call them hobgoblins for some fucking reason. There's some fucking Ernie puppets with some green skin and some damn gray hair glued to the shit. <laughs> There's some white wig hair glued to the shit. So then he, uh, so then we cut to the scene of, of Kevin's house where his friends are listening to a record and dancing like <laughs> jackasses. This, this scene was pretty damn funny because... Yeah. The music is corny, the dancing is horrible, but the scenes you th- see through the window, people going back and forth and being stupid, it's just that kind of corny. It's so, so bad, but they think they did such a great job I'm with sure it. they did. And so, and so we, we cut to them, and then it cuts outside, and all four goblins are outside. And <laughs> they, 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 left, okay, they left the studio a lot. They just happened to come upon the first house was kevin's house of course just either happened that, either that or kevin was there and they lifted his wallet and oh, got his address they maybe took Who his knows? id they took oh, his id shit. and found his address they said we're gonna shit. get this motherfucker they took his id so then while they're inside one of the go- this is so funny one of the goblins has a fucking horn like a bike like an old school bike horn okay <laughs> Like it old school. It's, his, he, it's his hoe call. He <laughs> squeezes the horn, <laughs> which sounds like Tony Baloney's car horn. That's it. And Jesse Spanho <laughs> thinks that her boyfriend is back, and so she runs outside to 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 meet him, but he's not there because it's it's not him. It's, it's yep. the goblin. Anyway, while she's waiting outside, a goblin shows up behind her and then starts attacking her, and we are greeted to. A scene of an actress rolling around on the dirt with a fucking doll in her hand <laughs> trying to pretend that the doll is attacking her. Yeah, and she's like, uff, if, uh, eh. all this fake struggle and shit. Yeah. And then so then then we're greeted to a scene of um she she knocks it off, runs inside. Well, she hacks it with a hoe. She first. hacks it with a hoe. Which knocks it off, hacks with a hoe, then she runs inside. <laughs> and then after she runs inside, the goblins all of a sudden appear inside the house and start attacking all of the three. The... They came out from behind the furniture and shit, and they jump everybody. And it is the worst but funny-ass scene of them rolling around on the couch. Yeah. And fucking Kyle pulls up a fucking pillow and starts pillow fighting with the, these with the goblin. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's just... Stupid as shit, but man, it's funny. But they they're they're so clever in like you mentioned that they come from behind the couch. They're I want to say clever. And you got to have a thick skin too. This is intentionally corny. So yeah. when y'all watch this, you got to know that. So like so they, they, to appreciate the humor, so to say. I don't want to say clever, but as you mentioned, they um they come up from behind the couch. They made sure there was always something in the area where they could hide the puppeteers. Of course, but not the goblins. 
I could see two two guys getting going, going fucking nodding their heads. <laughs> That's you all know, I do. I'm doing what what you know tw- you know whatever. Twenty bucks is twenty bucks. <laughs> you know, fucking, <laughs> yeah. Twenty is twenty. I'll take twenty dollars. So then then the the, the GI uh, jo- Joey Baloney shows up <laughs> or Tony Baloney shows up and it all works. Yeah, and he pulls out he pulls out a goddamn grenade. Out of his glove box, he keeps a grenade in his glove box. Oh, it's standard issue, standard, standard army issue. Yeah, they give you grenades to take home. They're like, oh, you're going on leave. Here you go. Here's your here's your airline ticket. Here's your rucksack. Oh, here's a couple pineapples for you to take with you on the plane. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then he he's he's going to, he's about to use the grenade inside the house, and then Kevin shows up. Hey, fucker! Says, <laughs> Don't blow my house up, you asshole! <laughs> Fucking, you, you stupid pizza eating motherfucker, fucking Guido motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so 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 what what he does is he uh he gets in, he he convinces them not to blow up the house. He reaches inside, turns the turns all the lights off, everything off. And as we didn't we didn't explain earlier, but the the old man says that the hobgoblins are attracted to lights, bright, bright light. lights, bright light. Get it? Yeah. Bright so light. so yep. he, he turns all the lights out, and the hobgoblins leave the house. So then. They run into Tony Baloney's car. They run and close the door, and the hobgoblins are, are theoretically trapped inside Tony Baloney's van. Yep. So after that happens, they go back in the house. The friends all get on the couch like they're tired, like they just ran a marathon. They're tired as shit, except for Kyle. Exactly. What does Kyle do? Kyle goes back. Back into the back room and dials up nine seven six Skag again. <laughs> he just fought off aliens from another creep from another world, and his first thought—he's got to go spank one off. He's got to go call the Skag line. What is they fire off a few knuckle children? <laughs> yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's his first thought. Oh, so geez. then, so then he's talking to the, the the lady on on the phone. But then we're treated to a scene that had us both just rolling hard, <laughs> where he's standing next. So, so Kyle is in this other room, standing next, right next to a lamp, yep. talking on the phone. All of a sudden, from behind the fucking lamp, you see a hobgoblin slowly rise up off of camera and just sit there next to the lamp. And this thing keeps laughing. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's got his mouth open him. and he's just nodding his head. Cause he's, he's getting in his head and he literally, he's starting to get in his mind and he switches, so. he switches it up on, on, on Kyle. So all of a sudden the line changes and the lady on the line says, you know, why are you talking to me? Quit I'm wasting, right outside. Yeah, quit wasting money on me. I'm Come, right outside. You know, yeah. So the fantasy starts and Kyle goes outside and sees this nasty Rod Stewart looking hoe. Outside in these in these gold in these oh Jesus these tight tight gold pants. Hey, I like the gold pants though. You were you were a fan of the gold I, pants. I yeah. did like the gold pants. She looked pretty good in the gold pants from the waist down. She didn't look too bad. <laughs> she she was definitely yeah, but no yeah, from yes. from from the from the ankle up she was ugly as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh. she convinces him to go to Reputation Road, which is her makeout point. And it's great because while they're driving, they come upon a sign that says Reputation Road, but it looks like something out of like the Wally Coyote movies or yeah. shows because it's <laughs> the like Acme a, sign, yeah, helper. It's, it's the it's, it's the it's the brown wood with like white words written on it. Yep, 
And so Reputation Road. And so she he he turns and goes up there, and they get there, and they get to a a spot, and he stops, and she's like, "You can't stop here. You need to go forward to go all the way." While she's saying that, in the behind her, there's a sign that says "Kissing Area." Yeah, kissing area or kissing, kissing only, only kissing only. Yeah. So then she goes, "No, you have to go up there to go all the way." And so as she pulls forward, the camera switches, and there's another sign that says "All, all the way. way" because the hobgoblins. <laughs> realizes guy is so stupid that he will believe anything he and sees. And I think there were several times without cue, me and Chris looked at each other. Just, <laughs> just like we just took a look and like, what the fuck was that? Kevin runs out just as Kyle's leaving and he overhears Kyle say they're going, you know, we're going to Repetition Road. Yep. So then he asks the his friends where it's at. They tell him. He takes off after him. Daphne uh, is her name. Daphne. There you go. Daphne, yes. Daphne the Daphne, ho. Daphne is Jesse Spanho. So it's funny. So we do have Scooby Doo gang, but we actually have a Daphne. We have a Daphne, and that's right. That's and a she's good point. the hoe. That's she's the hoe, and she is the hoe. <laughs> and and Amy, the the non hoe, looks like a Velma. Yeah. You know, she got the short brown yeah, actually, hair. Actually, actually, Amy's better looking. And she's better, in looking. my opinion. Yeah. But now I know what you mean. And Tony Baloney looks like a dark haired Fred. Kinda. Without He's the... got that same kind of loser attitude. <laughs> he does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, kind of false leadership. Which, and so that would make Kevin Shaggy and Kyle Scooby-Doo. Shaggy and Scooby were always hitting the, hit, you know, the, hitting the, the blunt. Hitting the blunt. And, and then eating. And eating everything. Why do you yeah. think they're always fucking snacking? Uh, and so after after they tell him where to go, he, he heads off to go save uh, Kyle. Um, while that's happening, uh, for some reason, Amy looks in the paper and sees an ad for his club scum and decides she wants to go because she's tired of being a good girl. Mm-hmm. So we get this whole scene where uh, Kyle and the prostitute are are at the point <laughs> and they're sitting in the car and then from behind the back seat comes the hobgoblin again with of with, course. with the puppeteer laying in the back seat that's right that's what i was sitting there going man i was i could see the college kid in the back going god dang he said, is, my life has not amounted to much so far <laughs> he is making his 15 dollars a day let He's me make him 15 bucks yeah. that's right he's earning it and so the, the the prostitute tells him that uh you know to, she's gonna go outside and, and get ready and he needs to, to prepare himself and while he's sitting in the front seat she tells him to put it in neutral and she tries to push the car. I don't over think the she edge. even says it. I think she distracts him and puts it in neutral when he ain't looking. It doesn't matter. It's it's, it's neither here nor there. I guess it don't. Matter. It don't matter. No, this is not a thinking man's no, movie. You're, here. you're this... getting too too in detail over this shit. <laughs> The point is, she tries to kill him by pushing the car over the cliff. Yeah, she's not able to. Kevin shows up right as she's getting ready to do it and sees a hobgoblin standing on the line. Uh, stand, I'm sorry, standing on the sign that's there. Yep. And he he had brought the rake from with him from the earlier fight that was still laying on the lawn. By the way, that he didn't fucking pick up. <laughs> It was still laying on the front lawn. He picked it up, took it with him, and then he hits the hobgoblin with the rake. Takes him out. Pap. And then the hoe disappears. She just vanishes. Yeah. And so, so obviously she's a figment. She's uh, Kyle's fantasy. And so after he pulls Kyle out and they're arguing about what's going on and where the, where the woman went, the car, for some reason, starts or starts rolling again by itself. Yep. Rolls off the cliff, blows up. Because I even said, I was like, oh, come on, no explosion. Because it rolled like four kablam. times. Yeah. I said, yeah. Going, it ain't even going to blow up. And then it blew up. So Yeah, four times and there was no explosion. So then he saves Kyle. They get back to the house and the hobgoblins open up the, the, the van that they're stuck in. <laughs> and Kyle and Kevin start fighting them. But then they escape, uh, and then they grab the rest of the gang into the fucking, the legit, what's that, what's that the car the, called? The mystery machine. Yes, a legit yeah. mystery machine van. Yep. Because they. It is a GMC van. That's right. 
It's got the round, the round headlights. So yep. And they head out to Club Scum to find Amy because she's gone there. And then once they get there, we are inside of Club Scum for approximately twenty minutes of yeah. this movie. We are inside this fucking club. <laughs> this is the entire, almost the entire last act of the movie. Okay. Well, we are treated to a entire song by a band whose lead singer is called Spit Spigney. Spit Spagnu or Spit Spagnu or Spit Baggins or some shit. But we're treated to an entire uh, 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 synth rock, pop rock. Well, it's it's what I call more new wave-ish. New wave-ish song. Like early 80s new wave. The yeah. Old, the old, you know. And I actually enjoyed the song, although the words were completely fucking stupid. And on purpose, obviously. But on purpose. Yeah. But the music I enjoyed because that was like old school 80s new wave music. And yeah. I used to love that shit. That it, it, punk it was, rock. The, know, the rock. sound was really good. The sound of yeah. the song wasn't too bad. You're right. It sounds but very... The wor- but the words were ridiculous. The words were completely ridiculous. <laughs> And, and it wouldn't have minded so much, but they did play the entire three and a half minute fucking song. Yep, like, I, I even said it was like a, it was like one of those long Family Guy jokes. Yeah, they're hilarious, but they're intentionally stretched out on purpose. Well, yes. this one I was like, damn, you know, I was like, well, shit, you know, and they did. They literally played Play the, the whole, whole fucking, fucking thing. song. Yeah, and and then the, the very next act ends up being Amy. She's on stage. And she starts doing a very, very uh, uh, low-key striptease. Yeah, she's looking kind of good in them blue shorts she was wearing. Yeah, she had like these blue, like... like Leotard Leotard pants, pants whatever, yes. and this like corset mm-hmm. on, and then the gloves. And she was doing like a little dance for like the next like two minutes, and it was it was, it was stupid. Anyway. Okay. Well, that's okay, because the movie took a big up t- up, upswing for me at that point. Yeah, so this whole, it... this whole section, like, it <laughs> it's so fucking strange, because I don't know... I'm having a hard time... They established they established earlier that the that you know the uh, hobgoblins mess with your mind. Yeah. But like with Kyle, like you see the hobgoblin come up next to him, starts messing with his mind, and he starts seeing shit. At this point, you didn't see a hobgoblin get next to Amy. You have you didn't see her get start getting messed with her mind. Okay. There's a scene in, in the inside the bar where Tony Baloney's sergeant shows up. <laughs> out of fucking out nowhere. Of nowhere. But that's obviously a figment of his imagination. But you didn't see another hobgoblin come up next to him to start that fantasy. I know they were wrestling around and they were in there, but yeah, you're right. You Nobody, didn't see, there yeah. wasn't one right there to do it, but yeah, I, obviously that was his fantasy to be in war because it's all he talked about. And see, so this guy commences to arm him to the teeth with bandolier, bandolier with rifle, with rifle. And, um, and a shitload of pineapples. Rifle ammo, yep. a bunch of pineapples, and then a fucking Uzi. Yep, and a knife. And a I knife. And the whole thing. And then yeah. tops it off with the red bandana. Red bandana, because, yeah, he's a wannabe Rambo. Yeah. But the, the thing is, like, you don't, for the for the for for most of the 20 minutes in this in this scene, when all this crazy shit is going on, you know, with Amy stripping, with, with Tony Rambo's uh, uh, sergeant showing up, you don't see any of the hobgoblins until, like, almost the end of it then they start showing up start popping up from behind the bar and all yeah. these places and stuff yeah. meanwhile you, you've got tony baloney who's lost in his mind in in, in his <laughs> non-existent vietnam who's just throwing grenades left and right inside the fucking bar inside the fucking bar inside the bar and and we didn't mention this but after amy's like strip session or whatever she she starts messing with the bouncer and she takes him out to like the front area oh road rash road rash that was his to start name, making yeah. out with him He's making. He, she's making out with Road Rash, while Tony Baloney's inside throwing grenades, and people are running around screaming and stuff. And <laughs> the bouncer stops making out and's like, "Wait a minute, 
think I hear people screaming. He didn't hear the fucking grenades. But he, <laughs> you don't hear all these large explosions. You don't hear these. But you hear people screaming. Yeah, What's going like, on here? But then he goes back to Kissinger, and then like Tony Maloney throws like three more grenades. And then <laughs> Road Rash goes, wait, what is that sound? It's like it's a fucking it's like eight grenades he just threw at a fucking oh, like, inside the club. Well, well, it, so then uh, Daphne tells a sergeant who, even though it's Tony baloney's fantasy the sergeant is flesh and blood and everybody can see him including daphne yep daphne goes up to him and says you got to save him you got to make him stop and the sergeant's like why he's 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 had the best training he's ever had he's gonna be an american hero and then he, he grabs a grenade and he goes he says uh what's his name tony whatever his name is i don't know what the fuck his name is that tony <laughs> save save our troops and he throws a grenade and tony throws himself on the grenade which I wouldn't have thought Tony would have done because he seemed too selfish to do that kind of shit. Yep. He didn't seem like the kind of person to self-sacrifice for his his uh, his uh, fellow soldiers. And then what I noticed, he was laying on it, but the explosion goes off in front of him. That's that's a different one. That is a different one. What happens with him is it explodes, but instead of blowing him apart, it be, it sets him on fire. That's right. So it wasn't an explosive grenade. It was an incendiary, incendiary bomb. Incendiary grenade, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> So there's literally like a minute long scene where he's running around screaming on oh, fire. Shit. Nobody fucking helps him. It's Not a <laughs> single fucking person. Daphne, nobody. They're all standing here watching some motherfucker burn like a cannoli. <laughs> well, and and then then that's when um, Daphne grabs the other grenade, stuffs it down the sergeant's shirt. That's right. And then the sergeant, yeah, the sergeant. That's that's when the grenade goes off like two feet in front of the sergeant. You see the the fire pillar comes up, right? Which is not even a grenade. It's just a pyro, flash pot. Yeah, Yeah. it goes off. He goes flying back backwards. He's out. Yeah, he didn't explode. He just goes flying back. So then, uh, then it cuts to uh, they they all they all get get in the car. Um, What happened was um, so then what happens is they end up uh, using a grenade to kill when the sergeant's killed. It takes out two, two of the remaining hobgoblins. Two of the, the hobgoblins, which are right next to the sergeant, apparently. And that snaps uh, everybody out of it. That snaps everybody out of their little delusion. Yeah, because Amy comes back, yep. and and uh, I mean Tony Baloney's dead, or he's 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 on fire. But uh, so he so Kevin grabs the other four, and they head back to the studio because they they see the hobgoblins taking off, and they think they're going back to the studio. So they get back to the studio, and when they get there, who shows up but Tony Baloney number two? That's right. The criminal from earlier. Yeah, Yeah, Knicky shows up. Yeah, from earlier. (laughs) And says, we're going to settle this. He's talking to Kevin. We're going to settle this. And by settling this, he means he pulls out two pair of goddamn nunchucks (laughs) out of his leather jacket. Tosses. But at least he tosses them a pair. Tosses Kevin a pair of nunchucks. Okay. Then starts in a very corny fashion, flipping his around his waist. This fight is worse than Kirk on the original Star Trek series. (laughs) Yeah, and that's hard to do. That is hard to do. Yes, it is. Kevin doesn't even use the fucking nunchucks right. He's still holding both nunchucks in one hand. Yep. And just like bats the guy away a bunch of times. But you can't forget, before he starts to fight him, he says, Amy, I'm going to make you proud. Yes, I'm like, what? This I'm guy is a, pr- a criminal. Yeah, and so he jumps in there and commences to get his ass whooped. Whooped. <laughs> whooped. Canuck Con- opens up a, a, a can of whoop ass. Yep, starts to whoop on his ass. And about two-thirds of the way through the fight, finally, he starts, he Kevin starts. the Douche connects with one. And then hits him, hits him a couple times, and finally takes his ass out. Yeah, it knocks him down onto the, the golf cart, which is nearby. But then Canuck pulls out a gun. 
and pointed at Kevin, getting ready to shoot him. And then you hear a shot go off. Yep. And you look and you see the old man is behind Kevin by the van, and he had actually shot the hobgoblin. Shot the hobgoblin, and Kaneki vanishes. Vanishes. So it was all so obviously it's all in his head. It was all uh, Kevin's fantasy to prove to Amy that he's not a fucking pansy ass. Yeah. Um, and so he's, he's fantasizing about dudes though. <laughs> So something <laughs> wrong true. with that. Well, I mean, well, Tony Bologna's fans talking about a sergeant. So, I guess so. Know, his sergeant showed up in, in full gear, you know. <laughs> and so then uh, Old Man and Kevin chase the hobgoblins back into the vault. Um, they lock them in. And then they go back downstairs. And the Old Man, all of a sudden, apparently he was he was in the war that he, he didn't said, mention. you want to know what I did when I was in the war? And he, what did he say? Ordnance. Ordnance, that's right. And he pushes a button and blows the he entire... blows up the fucking... Blows up the, the vault, vault yeah. to kill the hobgoblins. To kill the rest of them. And then, just to make this movie even dumber than it already is, after that <laughs> happens, Kyle tries to hit on Daphne yep. because Tony Bologna's gone. After he hits on her, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, from the right of the screen, fucking Tony Bologna shows up. And he's got a few little bandages and a little fake blood. Now, let, but... let, let's set this scene for you, folks, okay? Let's go back to this scene, okay? We had mentioned he fell on a grenade. Yep. All right. The grenade was not an explosive grenade. It was an incendiary. Okay. Obviously, it was a whole minute. Okay, let, let's let's be a little less liberal than that. There was maybe forty five seconds. Yeah, of him, aka the sun, spinning double, around in a circle, fully engulfed in fire. Okay, Head he was to toe, fully not... engulfed. Yeah, yes. When he shows back up, not only is, does he have only a bandage on his arm with some with some red marks, he's in his uniform still. He's got a full head of goddamn hair. <laughs> <laughs> And not a single other mark on this motherfucker. Nope. It's, it's... He should have eighth degree burns, if not be dead. <laughs> and he shows up with his full Tony Danza fucking haircut, still yep. intact. Not not a single hair out of place. I'm trying to figure out, was that whole goddamn section a, a fantasy? I don't know. It might have been. Was Daphne fantasizing about his her, her boyfriend on fire? Because <laughs> there's no way he was on fire that much. It didn't really explain it. Because, didn't explain anything. No. Because after the fire, they they just took off after they, yeah. the sergeant got blown up. Nobody helped him. The, nope. Yeah. Nobody went back for him. They just left. Yeah. And then he shows up on crutches with a Band-Aid. With a full head of hair. Yeah. Not even, barely even burned. He his his arm, this bench, looks like it has a fucking Indian burn. Not <laughs> not, a, not a third degree fire burn. Yeah, no shit. And then that's it, and that's the end of the movie. That's it. It just ends and that's that that is that's no hobgoblin for you folks. That's hobgoblins. All right, James. I want um, let's go let's go with you first. Go ahead. Uh I'm gonna tell you. What what did you like about the movie? I love I, I liked everything about it. You did? I really, really did. Okay. The acting was deliberately corny. Oh. I mean, like I said, if you if you approach this movie with its in true intent, it it hits on all cylinders for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. It's completely corny. It's horribly acted on purpose. The script is horrible. The effects are god awful. Yeah. I mean oh the, my the gosh. hobgoblin puppets and stuff, they were fucking hilarious. So I'm straight up you know, for this one, this is a drinking movie. Okay. A drinking game movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going a strong two turn. Strong on two. This. Okay. Yeah, I can't quite give it a one, but you know what? It's damn close. Okay. But yeah, it's definitely a drinking movie, riffing movie. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what? I take that back. I'm gonna give it a one. You give it a one now. I'm gonna give this one a one turd because I really I recommend this movie. I people gotta watch this one <laughs> and and drink some booze, laugh it up. You know, riff on this sucker because yeah. you will have a ball. Yeah, it's fucking funny. I I am gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go two as well. Strong two. 
Yep. I'm going to go to like you did your original thing, Strong 2, because, um, yeah, I this movie is absolute horrible fun. Yes. It's the best way I can put this because, it, it, like you said, if you go into it with its full intent uh, of the idea that it is not meant to be a 100% serious movie, then you will thoroughly enjoy it. Absolutely. The the acting is, is, is so... You know what's so funny? It's like uh, some movies where acting is bad, it's bad because the actors themselves are not very good. They can't deliver a line. They they don't know what the what their purpose is for the the character. So they they try to do the character the best they can, but it comes out bad. These actors, it's like they didn't give a shit and they just <laughs> did what they whatever they wanted to do, and it came out so bad, but also so fucking perfect. Yeah, you know. And, and and what's what's also great is that it, not only that but with very little backstory for each one, each one has their own individual personality. Yes. You know who Kyle is. You you know who yep. he is. He's a pervert. You know who Daphne <laughs> is. You know who Amy is. You know who Kevin is. You know who Tony Bologna is. They actually is. develop the characters with, with, in the midst of all this foolishness with very little backstory. Exactly. But because the yeah. actors did a, such a good such a good bad job. Yep. At fleshing out the characters, you. You don't confuse one for the other. Yep. You know, of the fifteen thousand dollars, ten thousand went to the four puppets they made for the hobgoblins. <laughs> which I am now on a mission to try and find a hobgoblin uh, action doll or toy or something. There you I, I want to put one here in in the uh, studio. Gotta have one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the three sets that they used for the entire movie, the house, the warehouse, and the club, were all perfectly bad. Oh. I mean, they were all in the same lot, but they were—they all served their purpose. They didn't go anywhere else in this movie. Just those three places. Um, it, it's almost like they snuck in this place at night to film. Yeah, yeah. You know, because <laughs> you made, you here, made a good point. There were like Let's eight back. people in the club, and that was probably the director's house they were filming in. Yeah, I. You know, it you probably know, it was. Might, it might have been. I'm because, pretty sure like it was. I said, this this definitely looked like a college, college project. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, you know, but I can't give it a one because, like. I feel like this is this is the kind of movie you have to watch with friends who like bad movies. That's true. And so, like, you can watch it by yourself once, but then after that, it won't be as fun until you have friends there with you. Oh, I'd never watch anything like this. Even if it's a one, I wouldn't watch it alone. Right. It, it just takes the fun out of it. Exactly, exactly. So I'm, I'm going to go straight to this movie is so much fun and, and so hilariously bad that you've got to get some friends together, yep. get, some, get some alcohol with, with you, and um, what kind of drinking game would th- could they play? Um, hobgoblin mustache game. Hobgoblin mustache game, or just drink when you see a hobgoblin. Yeah, which is not very often. Or just drink when you see, you know what? Just drink. Just fucking or drink just... for the movie. <laughs> just drink for the movie. Drink every time Kyle dials nine seven six. Oh gag. God, that's only three times in the movie. But that's a lot. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so, yeah, so I'm going with two on this. Sweet. Yeah, all right, man. Well, um, that was uh, that, that was fun. That was fun. It was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, that was. That's... So it was it was a good palate cleanser for what we did earlier. Yes. Um, And if you want to know what we did earlier, go check out our show, State of Fear, found anywhere now. Yeah. So if you want to find our show, What to Suck, we are on 
fourthhand.com. Mm-hmm. It is a new media network that we joined, and uh, there's also a lot of other really good shows on oh, there. Oh, there's a ton of great shows. And from and last I heard, they're looking at trying to add like three more new shows. Um, the, the, the network has a plethora of different types of shows. Their main type of show, though, is Paranormal Show, which is great because we love the paranormal. Absolutely. Um, so they have like a, maybe a handful of paranormal, five or six different paranormal type shows, conspiracy shows, but then they have movie shows. They have a Brady Bunch podcast. Yes, they do. Just called a very Brady podcast. And they have a bunch of other great shows. But yeah, we're on uh, their network now. We're super excited to be on with them. And, and um, we're looking forward to seeing uh, how far this, this thing goes. Absolutely. And we can still be found on several other platforms. All major platforms. All major platforms. Um, um, we so. we do have our main page is on fourth hand, but we also on uh, we're still on Anchor. We're on um, Castbox. All those you can find yeah. us. No matter, we just type it in and and we'll pop up. Absolutely. We are also on Facebook under What to Suck Podcast, and we are on Instagram under What to Suck. We're going to figure out a way to start engaging you guys in the actual review process that actually watch the movie. We want to hear from you, so. We may come up with some contests or some... I'm, I'm going to think of some stuff. I mean, we have plenty of listens. Yeah. We've got lots of listens, and we appreciate the hell out of that. And we got some great, great but, fans out there, too. But we definitely... Would love to start seeing personal reviews under these movies after you watch them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can go back to the post and fill it in, but uh, please do it. We'd love to hear your opinion. If you think we're full of shit, I I mean, like this movie, we enjoyed this movie. If you watch it and think it's an absolute turd pile, then tell us. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know what you think. All right, well, until then, I am Chris, and I will see you at the next Suckfest. Yeah, and this is James, and if it ain't on What the Suck, it ain't shit. been listening to a fourth hand joint we can sum up mcdonald's new crispy chicken sandwich in one word crispy but also juicy and tender maybe crispy juicy tender or one word okay fine you'll just have to try our crispy chicken sandwich to understand it get a free medium fries and medium soft drink with purchase of any crispy chicken sandwich available only on the app price of participation may vary mcdonald's app download and registration required switching to geico is a good idea especially when you consider everything first off geico makes it easy to switch they have licensed agents available 24 7 online or over the phone but if it's so easy you might start thinking everything is easy even big wave surfing and it's not is actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that.
Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.